From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858 858- 8765663 that's 8585765663 In today's show we talk about the key to unlocking happiness in you so it flows throughout your marriage And Abraham Lincoln had this to say about being happy he said most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be there's so much truth in that statement, and we're going to be digging into that a lot in today's show. But before we get to that, we're going to get to the hug, which is the way that we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show. The hug is your opportunity to share what's been going on in your life, how yep. One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted the two of you and the mm-hmm. transformation that you and your spouse are seeing. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. I love you, but I don't trust you webinar. Trust. Those five little letters have so much power in your marriage. When trust is present, it feels like you can handle everything. When trust has been broken, you find yourself questioning everything. If you have ever said, I love you, but I don't trust you, you need to join us for the I love you, but I don't trust you. Four simple strategies to build, maintain, and regain trust in your relationship webinar this Thursday, May 19th. During this free webinar, you're going to learn a practical step-by-step process for rebuilding trust after porn, infidelity, suspicion, and harmful mistakes, even if your partner is not on board. The webinar is almost full, so make sure to register today at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash rebuildtrust. And this hug that came in, this guy says, Hey guys, I discussed with my wife the contract of reconciliation and she agreed we need to do it! Exclamation point. Nice. She's been listening to the podcast and so much has started to open up between us. Never ever quit what you two have started. It was such a blessing finding you two as a voice of encouragement and something to pull some perspective from. Thank you all so much and God bless. We'll update you when we get through this. Right on. And that's, you know, transformation starts with those little steps. It starts with, you know, putting something out there. It starts with encouraging your spouse to listen to the podcast or saying, what about the contract of reconciliation? And we'll actually put a link to that, uh, that tool out of the one extraordinary marriage toolbox in the show notes that you all are like, okay, well you mentioned that contract of reconciliation. What's that thing? We're going to put a link to it so that you guys can check it out. But, and you also can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash contract to learn more about that. If, you're right by your computer while you're listening to this right now. There you go. So, you know, Tony opened the show saying that we're going to be talking about the key to unlocking happiness in you so that it flows throughout you and your marriage. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever said anything like the following, like my husband doesn't make me happy anymore. My wife doesn't make me happy anymore. I'm not happy in my marriage. This isn't making me happy. Don't I deserve to be happy? Where is my happiness? Why can't I be happy? And we get emails like this every single day. And we have also said those. Absolutely. To each other many, many a times over the course of our years of being married. And there's this epidemic. It absolutely is an epidemic. It should be registered on the CDC's epidemic list or, you know, um, out of control illnesses. Because there's an epidemic of people who aren't happy 
especially in their marriage. There's this expectation that your marriage and your spouse is supposed to make you happy all of the time. And you guys know, Mm -hmm. I don't use the word all, always, or never very often, but more and more we are hearing from folks that expect that their spouse and their marriage has an obligation to make them happy. Right. And they should be living in this state of bliss. And, and quite honestly, in our comparison, happy culture, you know, hello, social media, Mm -hmm. um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Periscope, whatever you're hopping on. We're constantly bombarded by images of people who we perceive as being better, prettier, smarter, happier, people who have more, have better, have everything. And really that's their good parts version compared to our, you know, everyday reality. And often because those two don't match up, we feel unhappy. And I actually had an experience the other night. I was out with, uh, I w- had been invited to a friend's house. And some folks that we haven't seen in a really long time. It was a girl's night. And I go over there and, you know, we, we post up pictures on our Facebook feed and social media feeds, just like everybody else. else. And, and, you know, recently we had the interior of our house redone and, and things like that. And, you know, we're getting ready to go to Machu Picchu, uh, Peru for our 20th anniversary. And so there's just some stuff that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And we posted it and one of the gals that I hadn't seen probably in gosh, well over a year, year. or so yeah. comes up to me and she's just like, man, you are living the good life. Things look like they are going amazing for you. And she said it, I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm, you know, I still have that teenage son and I still have, you know, like there, there was almost this need to justify like, yeah, I put up the good parts, but you know, my family, we still got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's what she saw. And her perception was, is that we were just hitting it out of the park. And, and I think that's what happens a lot of times. We look at everybody else and we start saying, well, they've got it all together. Right. right. They, they've, they've got, you know, the car, the job, the, the kids are doing great and all this kind of stuff. And, and what about me? And because we're comparing ourselves to other people, we're not happy. Right. Because we, we look at other people's circumstances. So true. And other people, we allow, and let me, let me be really clear here with that word in case you didn't hear it the first time I said it, we allow other people's circumstances to dictate our own happiness. And the truth is, folks, as long as you continue to compare yourself to the other people's good part version, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy with your life and you're not going to be happy with your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because what you aren't looking at is all of the junk that they have going on in their own lives. You know, it's like Tony's often said, he's like, you know, I've never put up you know, a video on Instagram or, or Twitter or somewhere of like me yelling at the kids. Right. I never, I never, I mean, and I think many <laughs> of you would even. We don't even think to pull out the, we don't even think to pull out the phone when that happens. Right. I mean, I think many of you would, would say the same thing. Right. I mean, we just don't, we don't go there because we, we, we want likes. Right. Those, those are, those are, that's what we're going after. We're going after likes and hearts and stars and whatever else is out there. You know, I don't want the sad face. I don't want the angry face at me, you know? Right. I mean, who takes a picture of the night they ruined dinner? Nobody does that. You take a picture of the really beautiful dinner that gets served to you in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. Who takes a picture of their kid not winning the race or not winning the game? We, we don't do that. We take a picture of the day our kid got the trophy, right? Who takes a picture of the sad face, your sad face, after an argument with your spouse? 
Mm-hmm. No, it's the selfies. All I mean, Tony and I take the selfies all the time. It's all the cute selfies. You know, here we are at the beach. Here we are on date night. Here we are doing this, right? We don't take the sad pictures except when we're only looking at other people's happy pictures. When when we're expecting that all of our moments should look like everybody else's happy moments, we've got a huge disconnect. And this quest for external happiness is driving a wedge in marriage after marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're looking for external sources for our happiness. You know, I, I will tell you, it is unrealistic, completely unrealistic, for you to expect that your spouse and your marriage is going to make you happy all the time. I, I've been married almost twenty years to the same man, the other voice you hear on the microphone, and I will tell you, we've had lots of times. When we weren't happy, I will go all the way back to our wedding when we had that one wedding guest, right? Everybody has that one wedding guest. She was invited by somebody on Tony's side of the family and she was obnoxious. And I remember thinking, I didn't invite this woman. What's going like? This is my wedding. I was getting a little irritated because she was that one wedding guest. Right. So literally our wedding, you know, we'd been married all of two hours and there was an unhappy moment and we've had a lot of them. And it was really interesting because we, you know, I started telling people earlier in the week because I I realized that we were going to be doing this show because this idea of happiness and marriage came up a lot over the last week or so. And so I was sharing over the last probably four or five days that we were going to be doing this show on happiness with a number of women who have been married I'm going to say 18 plus years. I think there's been like four or five of them. And that we've I th- come across That here? we've come across yeah. in, in just the last week. And so I bring up the idea. I'm like, so tell me about happiness in your marriage. Like, are you always happy? And 201, they all laughed at me. They're like, no. If, if I was like expecting my husband or my marriage to make me happy, like it would have ended in year one. And I thought, these are people that are in their second decade. Some of them are pushing their third decade of marriage, right? And so like, they're not, ex- they, they, their expectation is not that their husband is going to make them happy, right? And I haven't talked to guys about it just because my frame of reference for this conversation was all women. But, you know, Tony, share thoughts on, on guys thinking that their wife or their marriage is going to make them happy. You know, what do you hear? Well, I mean, what I, what I hear from men in general is that, you know, they, they want to be close. They want happiness. And, and I think it's a little different for men and, and how we're going about looking for that happiness in mm. our marriage. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? And I think for us guys, we tend to, um, I just want to say, I think for many of us anyways, I mean, there are things that just bring happiness to to the marriage and and it's a different place. I think for many of us, it's, you know, it is that physical touch. It is that, you know, that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. It's those types of areas that we're looking at that do bring us happiness. And I, and I think even for us, we're in this place where we've talked a lot of, you know, that physical non-sexual touch Mm -hmm. and how that brings, um, that happiness to the marriage. Well, and, you know, one of the things I hear what you're saying in that is, you know, these things that bring happiness, right? It's not like they're dependent on, you know, you're not saying these guys are dependent on their wife to make them happy, but there are certain actions 
that right. bring a sense of happiness right. to the marriage. And well, you know, one of the things I want to share about this idea of happy or virtually any feeling is that you have to understand your feelings are fleeting. That they are. From one minute to another. I mean, you could be happy. You know, we live in San Diego. So on days when it's rainy, people get very sad. And the minute the sun comes out, everybody's like, oh, I'm so happy the sun came out. Right? You know, again, the weather... I mean, we go from like 65 to 75 and people's mood. It's like this huge, you know, San Diego mood swing, right? You know, your kid hits the winning home run. Happiness until you get in the car and he starts complaining about, you know, like I'm hungry and the other one starts complaining, you know, so really happy moment. But all of a sudden now we're not happy, right? Or, you know, Tony heads out in the morning and, you know, typically he kisses me if he leaves before I do. Well, the mornings that he doesn't kiss me, it's happened like four times. Um, you know, I could be really bitter about that because I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't kiss me. Right. Unhappiness. Right. Or I could just be like, wow, he must be like really distracted this morning. Not, not a big deal. Right. So, you know, you can get, you can be happy and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. If you're depending on those external factors, to make you happy, you know, and marriage, like, I I just want to, there are times when I just want to scream, like marriage isn't about momentary happiness, right? It's not about just stringing together 365 days a year, 24 seven, you know, every second of the happiness, good grief. How would you ever know when you're happy if you're constantly happy, right? You, You can't have both. Well, and we did a show sometime back called it's not all good oh it's not all good or all bad mm-hmm. good and, show. and that and that really i think is a great companion show mm-hmm. because what we share in there is that there are going to be many many a times in your marriage when you're just content like it, it's just this place that you're at you know, it's not always on the high, high, and it's not always on the low, low. And honestly, as you listen to that show, you're going to get a sense of where we're at and what we believe. Because if we're always living at the high, high or the low, low, we're missing a lot of good stuff right in the middle. Mm-hmm. We really are. And I think the same thing with this happiness myth is that I always have to be happy. And if I'm not happy today, if I'm not happy tomorrow, if I'm not happy the next day, then my my marriage is horrible. My my spouse doesn't love me anymore. I'm never, you know, I'm never going to get what I want. I'm never going to have what I desire. And I and I truly believe you're missing out on the big picture in life. Mm, you're missing good. out on the big journey in your marriage. You're missing out on the the, the passion the hard work it takes, the, the the joy that comes in living in the the um, the middle, you, you know what I mean? Because those are the times that you're going to truly remember. Those are going to be the times that you're really going to look back on and go, "Wow, I, you know what? I, we have high moments in our lives. Elise and I have had high moments in our lives. Believe me. But if you were to come up to me and say, "Hey, Tony, what's something that you do remember?" Like, what is the one thing that you just love about where you're at or where you've been? It, it's that we've always stuck it, we've always stuck through no matter what was going on. And we did that 
by knowing that we didn't have to live in the high or the low, but that we were just constantly just moving forward in our journey together and making sure that we are loving on one each on one on one another because that's where i think true happiness starts to begin to come in right the joy but if if you're if you are honestly dependent upon your spouse each and every day to make you happy it is fleeting you're going to be frustrated you're going to be let down and when the letdown happens that's when you want to walk away from the marriage Listen, listen, this is not the moment to walk away. It's not. It's the moment to press in. It's the moment to, to get outside of your, your darn box that you've been in and realize that your spouse is there for you. You just keep looking for them somewhere else. They're there. They're waiting for you. They watch, but you're always going after a fleeting feeling that's going to come and go. Believe me, I've had it. Happiness comes and goes right? I'm happy after a good night of sex, right? But it doesn't last 24 hours a day. I had to learn that. Honestly, I had to learn that and realize that, that it's not always there. That moment in time where Elisa and I are having sex, we have orgasm together, I ejaculate. It's amazing, but it's not always there. So you got to find those moments together where you can be content with one another to love on one another throughout the journey. And I hope you all caught the key in that. And the key is that your happiness depends on you, right? Because you get to control how you react to things. You get to decide. I was talking to a woman, um, gosh, probably two or three weeks ago now, and we were talking about happiness and we we're talking about feelings and marriage. And she's like, I wake up every morning and make a decision on how I'm going to face my marriage. Every True. morning, right? Not just on the days when I wake up, you know, before my alarm clock or not just the days when I don't have to wake up to a kid saying, mommy, feed me or, or not just to the days when my husband, you know, she goes, I wake up and I make a decision on how I'm going to face the day. And I thought, you know what? That's so true, right? Because I, you know, in those moments when things aren't going the way I want them to, I get to make the decision. Am I going to be difficult about this? Am I going to dig my heels in and be like my way or the highway, dude? Am I going to say, you know what? You're not making me happy. And that's your responsibility with the finger pointing at your, at your spouse, right? Cause that's what we do. I mean, whether mm -hmm. we actually point our finger, or we just kind of jab them in our, you know, in our head going, mm -mm -mm -mm. right. It's my choice. What's going on with my spouse when I perceive that he or she is not making me happy. Maybe there's something going on with them that I need to step up my game and step into the place that they are and say, what can I do for you today? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like last week, Tony is just like, babe, I am, I'm super stressed. Right. And he said a few minutes later, he's like, can I, can I just ask you to do one thing for me? And I'm like, name it, you know, thinking mm -hmm. it was going to be sex. It actually wasn't sex. Um, and I, like right now, I honestly don't, I just remember it was, I remember it wasn't sex. And I remember he asked me to do something. And it was in that moment where I'm like, here's what I can do for him. And I even called him up later today, later that day. And I said, here are some other things that I think if I do these, it will make your life easier. What do you think? Not to make him happy, right? But because I wanted to ease his burden. Mm. Because you know what? When we start serving our spouses, that's the second key, right? The, the first key is that your happiness is up to you. The second key is that when you give, you get. 
-hmm. right? So when you start giving to your spouse, when you start saying, you know, what can I do for you? Right? It looks like you're stressed or I know you've got a lot on your plate this week or you know what? You're an excellent mom or dad. I just want to like, can I just bring home dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. Right? I know we've been busy with the kids and and just running in 25 different directions. What can I do? Do you want me to throw a load of laundry in? Can I fold the clothes? Can I run to the grocery store for you? Can I just massage your feet? Whatever it is, right? In that giving of ourselves, of our time, of our resources, guess what? What you're going to get in return is what you've been desiring. Mm -hmm. Because when your spouse feels loved up and adored, guess what? That comes back to you. That contentment for your marriage. I will tell you, Tony and I have been doing this thing called a coffee break, which is going to show up in a future show. And we've been meeting once a week, having a business meeting about our marriage. And one of the questions on there is, do you feel adored and loved up? And I will tell you that since we started this, it hasn't been perfect. I mean, we've been doing this for probably about a month or so now, give or take. But I will tell you, knowing that he is going to ask me that question every week and I'm going to have the opportunity to ask him makes me a lot more conscious of whether or not I'm loving up on him. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about all the other stuff that I do to love on him. Right. And because of that, we've been in this place for the last few weeks where it's just like, we're, we're in a good spot. Yeah. Not that we can't True. get better. We, we are constantly working on our dynamic, but we've been in a spot where it's been like, wow, okay. Like I feel content. And, and I will say th- there's a huge difference between happiness, which tends to be a lot more variable Right. I mean, we're dealing with two imperfect people here. And if you have kids, a whole bunch of imperfect people in your house, mm-hmm. you know, at, at any given point in time with four people in our house, somebody's happy and somebody's not. That, that's just, you know, the way the averages work out. But the feeling of content, this, and I want to say the sense of contentment, because I don't really feel like contentment falls into that feeling place. But that sense of contentment, that sense of we're in a good spot. We're doing what we need to be doing. That is in the first 10 years of our marriage, first 11 years, um, showed up probably about as often as I initiated sex with Tony, which for those of you that have listened to a few shows was probably once a year, you know, birthdays and anniversary. Right. Now, because we're so intentional about our marriage, right? So the first key is that you are the one responsible for your happiness. The second key, what did I say for the second key that you can, uh, Oh my gosh, I totally just lost it. Second key, go back a few minutes into the show and listen to the second key. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, lost it. But the third key is getting intentional about your marriage. Right? When you get intentional, serve. 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 There you go. I'm like, serve. I know it was right there. I'm like, give and get. So you decide your happiness. You give to get. And the third one is get intentional. Right? When you do those things, when you are intentional about your marriage, it's amazing how this sense of contentment grows, how, how the two of you start relating in transformational ways. Because I will tell you the first 11 years of our marriage, um, we did not, I, I, I really do feel like I was dependent on Tony for my happiness. Like when he wasn't doing things for me or he wasn't making me happy, and I wish you could see my air quotes right now, then I was a bear to live with. You and could, it's... It's truly a burden. It is tough, you know, as a spouse to be the sole provider of your spouse's happiness. That's a lot. And maybe you've never thought of it that way. And if you are looking to your spouse to provide all your happiness, you're putting a lot on their plate, a lot, which 
they will never, ever, ever be able to fill. And so there will come a time where you're going to go, you're not making me happy. And so you'll just, you'll move on. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, move on. Go for it. Because somebody else isn't going to be able to bear all that weight either. And so you need to realize before you step out of your marriage, you need to really think hard on, are you expecting, I mean, is the expectation to, for, of your spouse to hold all that weight of your happiness in their hands and provide it to you worth you walking out that door? Because I've met many of people over the years who have had that weight upon their spouse go to somebody else. Guess what? They end up walking out there too. You got to deal with your own junk, folks. You got to deal with your own junk. You know, your spouse can't deal with you if you can't deal with yourself sometimes. Mm, that's good. You got to be able to open up to your own self and be truthful to your own self, right? Let it go. Let it out. Release it. Give it to Jesus, right? He was on that cross for a reason. He bore it for you. So if you're trying to put it at your, the feet of your spouse, guess what? They're always going to come up short. They just are. And... And stop comparing yourself to everybody else, please. Please stop. Please stop. I mean, I, I can't remember. There, it's been phrased so many different ways in this world of social media, but, you know, we compare our everybody else's highlight reel to our, you know, 50-year-old movies. You know, our, our, their highlight reels are like our, you know, wadded-up newspapers, mm -hmm. right? Because this whole idea of comparing your marriage to somebody else's live your marriage. Please, please live your marriage. The, with the husband or the wife that you have chosen live that marriage. Stop looking at everybody else's marriage and saying, I want what they have. You know what? If you want what you think they have, then get busy doing it in your marriage. If you look at their highlight reel and you're like, I want to have a marriage that looks like that. Guess what? Start living it. Don't look outside of your marriage mm -hmm. for where the grass may be greener. And that's a whole nother show that we did. Look inside your marriage at where you need to tend your relationship. Because if you're not feeling happy in your relationship, chances are you're not doing something that your marriage needs. Right? It, it's the truth. Right? Because your happiness comes out of what you do. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing something if you're not happy. Right. I, I'm just I'm going to put this back on you guys. I'm going to say, you know, what? it's not your spouse's responsibility to make you happy. It is your responsibility. And whatever you're not doing, you need to step up this week and you need to start doing that. Right. This doesn't mean go look outside your marriage. This doesn't mean look at somebody else's marriage. This means right now, take a look at you. And we just want to we want to share a big win. Um, we started our Rescue My Marriage Today program. Oh, just over a month ago. And we got many couples going through it and, and we want to share with this one couple has done because truly it embodies what we're talking about here today. So, um, this wife says our win is we still haven't had a fight. So prior to coming to rescue my marriage today, they were having fights daily. It, it wasn't uncommon for something to happen. And when this, when this message came into us, it had been two weeks. That's huge for us. They say, um, 
And my husband has done several things to help me out as usual, but I'm making it a point to notice. And those that's in capitals, notice. I tend to focus on the negatives and what what need improvement instead of appreciating what is already perfect. We are still behind in our modules because we're working through a bunch of stuff. My surgery messed up our routine, but we are still moving forward. My husband is very thoughtful and I'm very blessed. Watching him cut the grass today was very exciting because I find him very attractive on a mower. Okay, good grief. Like I'm so excited for this couple because holy cow, he's out riding a mower. Folks, he's serving his family. And she's just like, I can only imagine when we got this email or this Facebook message, um, I can only imagine what their evening was like because she's looking at him going, you're serving me. You're giving, you're not, you're not, I'm not expecting you to make me happy, but what you are doing, I see love in that. Right. Not finding the negative, changing, finding that positive, finding that, that place where he is serving her and the family. So this week, it's a big one. This is huge, guys. This isn't something that, you know, you listen to once and and you roll through it. This is something that you may have to come back to and listen to again. You may have to marinate on this one for a week. And yet, the thing is, is we hope that we were able to impart on you something that triggered you, something that made you think and go, wait a minute, have I been putting too much on my spouse to, to make me happy? And if so, then it's time for you to start going, okay, where, where does that shift happen? Because like we said throughout this show, those three keys that you can use in your marriage are vital. So go out there this week, think about this, look at it, realize that there are going to be times when you're not all together, that you're not all happy. And yet your spouse is there. You, they said, I do to you. You said, I do to them love on each other. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.